advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Francis Hall, a.k.a. Face Boy. I'm Lucas Tiamore. I'm Rachel. And I'm Calvin. And Sam Wolf is in the house, too. Yeah, Sam Wolf. Howdy, howdy. Majors caught me on the RFB2 stream. (laughs) Yeah, you guys guys just completed the... the, You you, you, you told me about it. So uh, I helped Sam uh, coordinate a uh, a uh, Muay Thai, uh, live Muay Thai fight, and he did the commentary. I just did live commentary on the RFB2 stream with the gym in the basement of our station, uh, 199 Cook Street, uh, Diamond Heart Physical Culture Collective. You could tell I can't, uh, my voice hurts right now. I, I literally talking for an hour and a half straight. Muay Thai, if you don't know what it is, uh, hopefully you caught the stream. I am in love with the sport and man, it is a fun time. You can ask Calvin. Yeah. So, so what was calling the fight like? Was it like, and now there's a jab to the left, and, and he get next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've never done anything like that. I've done two of these fights, but like, I, and I like mixed martial arts in general. But yeah, I was just, I was just bullshitting, just being like, oh, that was a nice jab to the to the face, and <laughs> just like, just doing what I could. Yeah, because you could really just make shit up. Because oh. I 100 like, was totally, totally just kicked him in the balls. Not that happened I mean, many a time, yeah. <laughs> you could make up your own names for moves. You'd be like, yeah, that's a right jab platypus. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was really nice to be able to, you know, bring the Radio Free Brooklyn community with the community I've been a part of downstairs. And hopefully we continuously merge the two. That's all, that's all I was trying to do. Followed up the platypus with a triple Lindy. <laughs> Dude, you guys are like glowing right now. Like your smiles are so oh, big. It was it was so much fun. Oh my god! Like and like even, what made it even more fun was the fact that we were like literally like two feet away from the ring. Yeah. Yeah. There was like one. They they don't like to like. There's no winners and losers in these smoker fights, but they have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, but, no, it's know. fine, but it's a way for people to check it out. And there's like hundreds of people downstairs in the basement. If y'all ever want to check it out next time, do yeah, it. And they're but, fucking making pizza outside. Yeah, yeah, pizza. There's like a CBD stand and like definitely smell some weed. Um, yep. But yes, yeah, so we were ringside and some dude got got TKO'd like crossed in the face. And I just saw him like a foot away over over the... Like, Leaning over the belt, yeah, over the rope, oh and I was like, I like, t- I had to like push him back a little bit because I thought he was gonna crash into the fucking mixer, yeah. you know. I, brought, I I do have gummies if anyone wants some <laughs> some THC gummies. I would like that. You'd like that? Uh, yes. I'll save I'll save that for later. <laughs> I would love to stay in chat more, but I gotta go help clean up. Yeah. Thank you for letting me. <laughs> All, right, All right, Sam, you're a rock star. Uh, Take care, Sam. This is like the happiest I've ever seen. I've ever seen Sam and Calvin. It's awesome. <laughs> also, shout out to James Donlin, host of the stuff. He's uh hanging out, hanging out over here. He was uh he was a uh, part. Yeah, come, come say hi. Don't be shy. Hey, hey what's going on? We're yeah, just he was on part the of the audience. This is one of the first shows I was ever on, so it's an honor to be back on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Before you start, so how's your show going? You're doing, you do a call-in show, right? Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Every Sunday night at 8 p.m., uh, call in. Uh, we got some like weird characters, weird people, fun games. Uh, it'll be really cool. But yeah, it was really fun downstairs. I carried do, a table do you know upstairs. most of the people who call in, or is it like random strangers? Uh, sometimes it's random strangers. Yeah. A couple of people in there I have not been able to track down their phone numbers of who the hell they were. Yeah. But that's kind of the fun part, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, listeners, if you want to call in, uh, it'll be answered because Calvin is here, so we'll figure it out. <laughs> the number is 718-673-8201. On the way here, me and uh, Rachel noticed a big billboard advertising Tinder for lesbians. It's not going to work. <laughs> no, Tinder is spending so much money trying to appeal to the lesbians. <laughs> they are. They are. They, 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 it's on every like um, subway cart. And they they they're trying to yeah it's it'll we'll see but I, I don't know Tinder if you're gonna win over the lesbians that's a that's a hard one I think the Bumble already has them there the <laughs> Bumble like is there's more, Bumble a more there's romantic. but they're they're trying to show like the coolest because Tinder's lesbians like a hookup too. like a hookup thing and I used to do that when I was a lesbian I would just like walk into a bar and <laughs> I'm st- whatever <laughs> you're still yeah. a lesbian yeah. sometimes I'm still a lesbian sometimes but I would walk into a bar pick a girl and leave. And then, um, you know, Pete, I got a kind of a bad reputation in the community for that. Well, yeah, because <laughs> the lesbian scene, it's, there's, you know, there's, there's a little bit more romance involved. Romance involved. I mean, I would sometimes take him on a date. Know, that that's yeah. There's usually a date before. Sometimes sex I would take him on a date, but it's, it's not. A, it's just <laughs> lesbians plus Tinder equals not going to happen. <laughs> but they're they're painting the whole side of a building over here. With I could be wrong. But we all seem to agree. <laughs> hey, um, so I didn't know it was going to get quite the quite the response that it did, but I had noticed recently that it had been 20 years since I hosted my last open mic at uh, Surf Reality, and uh, I, I put a little nice thing. I'll, I'll read what I wrote. It was 20 years ago today, Sunday, April 16th. 2003 that I hosted my final open mic at Surf Reality. There are so many stories to tell, so many people to thank that I wouldn't know where to begin. It was like being at the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Waverly Theater and or the 8th Street Playhouse. To me, Face Boys at Surf and Rockies at 8th was when and where to be. Amongst the many things I learned as a participant at Rocky Horror, which opened as a stage show 50 years ago, and as producer host of my open mic, is that one can see the beauty in those that brave the world as a freak when they've, <coughs> when they've heard and seen them in a place where they can shine. Much love and gratitude to you crazy people. And I think it came out because, like, you know, when you're dressed up freaky and you look weird, you're on a subway, you're scared, you're waiting until you get to that safe place where you can shine. And both those scenes, you know, seem to, seem to, have, that, uh, seem to have that going on. And, uh, you know, lots of kind words were said, but... I do want to play one song for Kimya Dawson of the Moldy Peaches, um, who <clears throat> made a name for herself with the soundtrack for Juno. Uh, she commented, I sure could use some of that right now. Some of that. I sure could use some of that, Kimya said. And she had been in the hospital. So let's play a track uh, from, this is for you. I'm giving you some of you. And hope you feel better. This is Anyone Else But You by the Moldy Peaches. You're a part-time love friend, a full-time friend. The monkey on your back is the latest trend I don't see what anyone can see in anyone else 
I'll kiss you on the brain in the shadow of the train Kiss you all starry-eyed, my body swinging from side to side I don't see what anyone can see in anyone else but here is the church and here is the steeple We sure are cute for two ugly people I don't see what anyone can see in anyone else But pebbles forgive me, the trees forgive me So why can't you forgive me? I don't see what anyone could see in anyone else but I will find my niche in your car with my MP3 DVD rumble pat guitar. I don't see what anyone can see in anyone else. But up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start Just because we use cheats doesn't mean we're not smart I don't see what anyone can see in anyone else But you are always trying to keep it real I'm in love with how you feel I don't see what anyone can see in anyone else we both have shiny happy fits of rage You want more fans, I want more stage I don't see what anyone can see in anyone else But Don Quixote was a steel driving man My name is Adam, I'm your biggest fan I don't see what anyone can see in anyone else but Squinched up your face and did a dance Shook a little turd out of the bottom of your pants I don't see what anyone can see in anyone else But Kimya, I'm so glad you're out of the hospital and you're healing and you're doing better. And it was always so much fun anytime you came to open mic. And uh, it's, and you know, just so happy for that you were able to, that other people saw your, your talent. And that you were able to make, a live, make quite a nice living as a musician. These yeah, days. thank you. That song made me really happy. Right? Nice way <laughs> to start the show. Uh, we don't want, we want to make sure we bring this up. Crossing Points fundraiser coming up. Who's got the info? Let's get that out in the first 15 minutes of this show. Crossing Points is an organization that brings arts to um, individuals who have been trafficked. Um, do you want to give more information about? Yeah, there's going to, the spring fundraiser will be an art show. There'll be food, live music. Um, Rachel and I will be both be presenting our art. Um, and we will both be leading a painting class. Oh man! Nice. I might give really? that to you. No, I need you. I need you. We're gonna we'll both be leading a painting class. Yeah, it's not gonna be anything super complicated. Just a little fun, and there'll be um live music playing while you paint. It's on Sunday, May seventh, from three to five thirty p.m. at St. John's in the Village. That's two two four Waverly Place, New York, New York. 
Now, it's not easy to find. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you're right. going to be on like 8th Avenue and then you take, you're going to have to take like. A here's, here's your best bet for finding it. Okay. It's not the most direct route, but if you go up 6th Avenue, you will clearly see the sign that says Waverly Place. If you go up 7th Avenue, it is obscured by a sign that's right in front of it. So well, <laughs> isn't there like two entrances too? It's, it's, it's difficult to find, but if you if you take the Sixth Avenue route, you'll and, get the right you know, entrance. And if yeah. you're on your if you're heading uptown, turn left on Waverly. If you're heading downtown, turn right on Waverly and just follow it, and and one and, and then you'll be able to find it. Otherwise, there are two entrances. Maybe we should put like signs up. For, yeah, like yeah. go around yeah, wrong that's side. A good idea. Yeah, because be like, idea. um, like I think you did do signs the first time I had to find it when I wasn't in it. And All right, we're gonna yeah. do signs again. You can also chalk the sidewalk. That is one of the few legal ways that you can tag things. Oh, cool. Okay. Use chalk. Cool, we'll do that. That's entirely legal with arrows and saying what the event is. You can do that. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. It is so worth it. This organization is truly life-saving. Um, they give me, and I don't want to speak for you too much, Lucas, but a positive focus um, for our energy and uh, something to look forward to. It is truly a beautiful, life-saving thing that Crossing Point Arts does. And the last event that I attended, it was just so nourishing mm. in so many ways. You know, I wish that I could have stayed until the very, very end. Heard the, the there was a gospel choir. There was an amazing gospel choir. But what? I want to hear a little bit more about this. Uh, this art, you're going to be like teaching an art class. Yeah, just like it, it, she had original idea was doing like a paint and sip, but we didn't want to like focus around the alcohol, so we're just gonna call it an art class. Yeah, yeah we're gonna do like step by step how to paint something. Everyone will get a canvas and some paints and try out um, how it feels to be in a Crossing Point Arts workshop. Um, you can sip. I think there will be a little alcohol. Yeah, you can sip, but but it's not the focus. focus. We didn't want to focus on it. Is it? Is it me? Because uh, I've been noticing, I'm, I'm, I've been noticing, and I'm wondering if it's just because I've been choosing not to drink. It's been about a month now, but I've been noticing that there there are events now that are more and more geared towards like the mocktails and the. Mm. No, that's there's a push for that right now. There's been a there? big there's been a big push for bars to yeah do that. Um, you know I know I know Gerard who he. Um, Owns, he used to be a manager at Webster Hall, but he owns some bars in the East Village. He has had mocktails for like a very, very long time and was one of the first people to do it, but he's in recovery, so he that was very important to him. But now I've heard there's a big push to have it at all bars. But yep. I did just hear, like, read an article about some man who, like, they basically mocked him. Like, they were, like, he asked m- many times, like, I'm, you know, and you can have an allergy, too. Like, he said, like, in your take medication that you really can't mix it. And he said, like, many times. And then he tried it, and there's alcohol in there. And then, then they said, there's no alcohol. Like, and just, like, somebody knows if there's an alcohol in their drink or not. Like, don't mm-hmm. fucking, like, so he, po- he like, posted them on the internet, the bar, and it kind of went viral. It was a New York City bar. That is so that wrong. Time. And I know there's an East Village bar run by uh, is it Abby Eman? I'm not gonna. I'm not entirely sure, but she opened a bar across the street that is non-alcoholic. Up from the bar that would they refuse to serve the guy? No, no. I, 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 I. Uh, it's just a completely non-alcoholic bar. Yeah, it's just she decided to 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 have that other option so that there would also be 
you know, a, a place people sit and drink and meet and talk and connect or whatever. But this time there is not alcohol involved. Yeah. But there is, you know, the there are, you can still have a mocktail. You can still have a tasty beverage. Totally. And um, and and I've just I didn't I didn't know if it was like I'm just noticing this now. Or if it, or if it's a trend, but apparently it's it's a. I came along came along at the right time for this kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's great. Like you can still enjoy, like you can still enjoy, like all your favorite drinks, but without the need of alcohol. And it's, it's actually really nice that there there are actual bars that are like fully alcohol free. Like that's amazing. Like I was trying to look up uh, look up uh, that bar you were talking about. I believe, yeah, this is, uh, there was a bar called the Listen Bar. All bar, no booze. Is that Abby Eamon? Oh, yeah, no. it is. Yeah. Oh, it is? Okay. Abby Eamon's wild ride from X-rated publishing to running East Village bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does sound like someone I would know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the comments of the of the article of the guy who was complaining, people were saying, like, just don't go to bars if you're not drinking. It's like, what, you expect people who just stop drinking and live under a hole? Like, people can still go out. Let's give her a little promo. Uh, this is from AM New York. This is fairly recent. This is uh, this came out uh, January 2023. Abby Eman, proprietor of Bar Lucky and the sober bar, he caught H-E-K-A-T-E, which sits across on Avenue B in the East Village. And she goes, I was lying in bed uh, awake one night, and I thought, I feel really lucky to have this. I thought there would be a million places with that name. I Googled it, and anyway, blah, blah, blah. She she runs a bar with alcohol. She runs a bar with alcohol, without alcohol, and she comes from a, a, a background. That's nice and naughty. <laughs> nice and naughty. There's also a store in uh, Prospect Heights that I've been to. It's called Minus Moonshine. Um, it's at 433 Sterling Place in Brooklyn. And it looks like a fancy um, fancy liquor store and everything is alcohol-free. Minus Moonshine. Minus Moonshine. <laughs> That's what it's called. That's what it's called. I, I went to um, a gathering with some old friends from AA, which I am not in anymore. Um, and I wanted to bring something nice. Yeah, you, we're talking about uh, smart recovering, recovery, and and a good AA that you found. Now, look, we we've we've ditched AA a lot of times on this show. <laughs> but no, I did I did accidentally make it into an AA um, at the center, um, at the LGBT center, um, and I w- I s- would say that like. Um, and gay men are not always welcoming people, but I would say that they were pretty welcoming to me. Like, okay. you know what I mean? Like, 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 I think gay men are welcoming, but I think people are intimidated by them. Okay. I, I was intimidated too, but like they, they were very welcoming to me. Well, it depends. I think on where you are. Like when, when we go to the Leatherman together, they're very welcoming to us there. They love us there. Yeah. I was there actually just today. I think, you know, they like, like I think gay men are, are so stylish that it's very intimidating for people. Oh yeah, I had to make sure. Like I had my new leather jacket on. Yeah. I had my new leather boots on. I yeah. wasn't about to go in there and no sneakers and fucking corduroy or no shit like no, that. No, you, yeah. have, to be care- <laughs> you have to be careful. But I, I kind of like hey, I you, hate AA, so. so that was scary for me. But when I realized it was fucking AA, and then I was like, 
You can go Calvin if oh. you want. I was going to say, like, it sounds like you got to come correct when you go to Leatherman. You got to come correct, yeah. <laughs> You'll get better service. Okay. But they were so nice to me, even, and I'm like, clearly not. Yeah, but you dress well. You dress well. It's it's not, that's what we're trying to say is like, I think they're just, they're critical of your fashion, but they're not, they, they don't just like, gay men don't just like gay men. They, well, no, they only judge you silently. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say all my doctors are gay men and they are like so lovely. Like I like my psychiatrist, my doctor, like um, my therapist, all gay men. And they're they're like really lovely people who are, you know, I don't know, like, but they, they're they're intimidating to me, too. My, my doctors. And yeah. And they specifically mentioned, ooh, like your boots. Where are they from? I'm like, these are all saints. Oh, that's a British company. Like they know this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they know their shit. I'm like, yes, actually, they are from. Also, where my jacket is from? Uh, what is? Do you this? like the boots in Leatherman? I do. The, yeah, they don't have a lot, but they do have some nice ones. I do, but these are my favorite. These work for these me. These work the for ones you. I'm yeah. wearing right now. I feel like the Leatherman yeah. ones are those a little are, bit more clunky. Nice. Those are like almost like dress shoes. These, these ones, like they're really nice. These yeah. almost have like a 1964 Beatles throwback look. To yeah. Them, mm. which, as a Beatles fan, and they're also modern. Am I making that up, or, or can you can you catch that? No, I can no, catch I can that. I can catch that. Yep. I bought my boots because to look like you, but they're not, they're not as nice. They're not all saints. <laughs> <laughs> but the Leatherman ones are closer to like combat boots. They're super they're sexy. Combat boots. They're, they're combat boots. They're super sexy, but like chunky. They're, but mm. they're a little, like, I can't afford them, but I really like, oh. I, but they're really perfect for my style. Yeah. But they're like, I think they're like, maybe like, what are they like $500? But like, that's what you have to spend for really nice boots kind of, but I can't afford it. Yeah, I mean, at, you're not going to, they don't go on sale at Leatherman. No, there's no sales at Leatherman. There are no sales at Leatherman. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, All Saints, you can get shit on sale every now and then. Yeah. But when it comes to, and, and for the jacket, for the boots, yeah, I went for the super great deals that I got from All Saints. But for the leather pants, I'm going. You, you're I'm going gonna, for the leather man. I'm going to get, you know, they're, they're going to cost around $600. They're going to last the rest of my life. And they're going to be a birthday present from a family member who knows how friggin' gay I am and how I just have to have the gayest leather pants. I'm excited for you. And you have a big event to go to, so it's important. Yeah, there's some stuff coming up. Yeah, um, the, there's the May 13th uh, Radio Free Brooklyn 8th anniversary party. That's right. Coming up that, on May 13th. That I will most likely be DJing. <laughs> awesome. Is this open to the public? Should we say where, yes, it, where is. it is? Um, it is open to the public. This is, is open to everyone. Okay. And it is when and where? I know uh, it's May 13th. That's about all I know. Uh, I have to look it up. I have I knew where it was at uh, one point. It's on a... Let me look it's it up. It's in Brooklyn. It's some. It's actually somewhere nearby here. It's in the neighborhood. Oh, good. There was a cute like they, them that. at AA. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, really cute. They, them. Um, and so then they were like, hey, you, maybe I'll see you next week. And I was like, damn it. I don't, I don't think I can fuck this person because like, they're going to realize I'm not sober. They're gonna figure it out. <laughs> Are AA people not allowed to? No, but it's very cult-like, and so they end up just usually dating each other. And you they... were supposed to go a period of time without without dating. In I heard you're supposed recovery. to go an entire year before you. Fall. Yeah, I forget exactly the time. I mm-hmm. I was actually told by a therapist just to, to give up sex at one point, um, and I had to. So 
I had sex like maybe a couple of times, but it was luckily during the pandemic. So like there wasn't a lot of opportunities to fuck because I was trying to follow the pandemic rules. But um, I I didn't have sex for like almost a year, except for like the day Michael Alec died as a celebration. Well, sometimes it's good. To, it's, sometimes it's good to put some restrictions. I will only have sex on days with the letter A in them. Restrictions <laughs> important. <laughs> Fit. Uh, okay. Wow. Almost halfway through this show already. Oh, seriously? Jeez. So yeah, Adam Smyer, who's been on the show, my good friend since junior high school, author of Knucklehead, author of. Uh, of, um, oh, what was the name of his second book? Uh, anyway, some, he's, he's got a couple of books out there. He's also an attorney. He's an awesome guy. He put together a, a playlist that he, that, that I told him I got to play some songs off of this. He, he put this out right after, uh, Donald Trump got arrested. And one of the songs that I never heard of was called Stripped Me Naked by John Lee Hooker. And I see that there is also a version with uh, Santana. And I'm just very curious to see what that's all about. So we're going to play that. And then uh, maybe we will get into the Steve debate. One more time, one more time 
Star Seed Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Strippy Naked, John Lee Hooker with Santana. I like that one. That was great. It's kind of, it kind of reminded me, it kind of gave me that like, almost like a Joe Satriani type of vibe to that song. Don't know who that is. Uh, very, uh, uh, very popular uh, uh, guitar instrumentalist. Like, kind of like, uh, like strong, like, uh, prog rock jazz. Okay. Yeah. So it gave me that vibe and I was, I was into it. Yeah, it was definitely jazzy. It was nice. It's like, it's jazz is like probably one of the hardest forms of music to play. Like, I think like a lot of people can't pull it off, but when it's done well, it's so good, you know, it's so relaxing to listen to, but not everybody can do it. You have to know how to improv, too. You have to know how to improv, yeah. There's a lot of discipline that goes into being able to play jazz. Definitely, yeah. Which is why I don't play jazz. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I I love it. (laughs) I kind of, like, hate listening to, like, a high school jazz band because usually they're not very good. And, like, you're, like, stuck there and you're like, oh, man. (laughs) I was actually in a high school jazz band. We were were actually halfway decent. Good. What, did you have auditions to get in? Yep, I had had to audition, so... uh, you don't want a jazz band that anybody can pl- anybody can get into, right? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm I'm not I'm not one of those trophy parents. I'm not like let's give everyone a trophy. Like te- teach <laughs> them like what they're good and good at, so they they like go towards the right things. <laughs> I, I like a good participation trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's because that's mostly what I've won most of my life. Like, you did it. You came. You did it. We're now crying. No, they give those kids the trophy, too. Good job not crying. <laughs> no, they give the kids who cry the trophy, too, nowadays. That's true. Oh, really? Times have changed. They give everybody a trophy. They're now, they're like, they're like okay, thanks for, thanks for coming. Everybody gets a trophy. You made a scene. You still get a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> So you can't just walk up to a te- kid and uh, tell him get good? Can't do that anymore? <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is, is you have to tell every kid in the class now that they did good. It's basically what, like, a lot of parents are pushing for. But I, you know, I don't teach that way. I, I like, I'll single kids out saying they did good. I'm not going to. I'm. I, I try to give, like, points to the whole class if I'm going to give these points that help them go to prom. Or, But I don't want to, like. You don't, you don't lie. So I don't lie. I'm right. not going to tell every kid they did good when they didn't. <laughs> I've been reading uh, Keith Richards' autobiography uh, entitled Life and there in the beginning their whole goal was to be the best jazz and blues band in London. The intent mm. was not to be an arena rock band. The intent was, was it was all about the music it was all about really? connecting to blues. It was all about like people like Muddy Waters. This is Huh. Uh, these were the people that they emulated, and and um, it's uh, now listening to especially their earlier stuff. I can really appreciate the jazz and blues influence. Mm. Lizzo has like a lot of influences like that too. You'd be surprised. Like you know, she's pretty poppy, but like she like has a lot of like great influences. So I think that's why like I really like her music because I'm I'm not that into pop, but like I do like her music. Love Lizzo. Yeah, I like. I really like Lizzo, and she was like a rapper in the beginning. <laughs> you know how I love rap. And I do. And then there's the fact that she's also a classically trained flute player. She's classically trained flute player. She's a, yeah. like an incredible yeah. flute player, and yeah. I've seen her play the flute with these like crazy spirally nails. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, how do you even hold the flute with those nails on? But <laughs> and you know she's good when. She can uh, she can play like she can play flawlessly and twerk at the same time. And twerk at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's incredible. <laughs> now you're going really slow because I told you you were going too fast. Yeah, I'm kicking. I'm kicking back. <laughs> now you're just looking at your list and not saying anything. At yeah, first, he, at first he was like freaking out, like he was looking at his list, like he, was, I'm not going to get this all done. I'm not going to get this all done. And I was like, you don't have to get the whole list yeah, done. During the last, during, <laughs> during the last song, you were like, take a breather, kick back. So Can now, you break? Yeah. So now I'm just kicking back. Kick back. <laughs> Let it happen. Do you want to talk at all about your first smart recovery experience, Rachel? I like smart recovery. Um, I've done a lot of 12-step meetings, and I, I wanted something new. Smart Recovery uses cognitive behavioral therapy instead of mm-hmm. um, instead of using 12 steps or, or you know, the use, they, they don't rely at all on the use of God to heal you, um, which, you know, for me, one, one of my friends, she said to me, okay, so you don't have a problem with cults. You just have a problem with religious cults because I've, like, been in cults, but... <laughs> 
I, I don't think it's that I don't like religious cults. It's just that I don't really think God is going to come and save your alcohol problem. It's a it's a lot of work. You well, you, know? you said it in a very interesting way. You said, God didn't make me drink those 13 drinks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> God ain't the one stopping me. Yeah, he's not stopping me. Like, God God already isn't happy with the 13 drinks situation. He's not, like, he's not going to come and help. Like, and, you know, but... Um, cognitive behavioral therapy is like, it's, um, do you want to talk about cognitive behavioral therapy? It's, we did do a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy, but, um, it's using more of like black and like challenging black and white thinking, challenge all or nothing thinking, um, you know, cha- challenging your thinking processes to, to move forward instead of, um, cause a lot of like recovery is just like changing your neuro pathways. Maybe looking mm. at, at maybe looking at at it like a triangle. Oh, that, that's what they do use. Good thoughts, good words, good deeds. Oh no, that's not what they use. They use like thoughts, behaviors. It's kind of the same thing. Emotions. Emotions. Basically, they say change your behavior, and you can change your thoughts and emotions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we're we're basically saying it's the funny same that thing. you it's funny that you mentioned a triangle because it's exactly what they use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. But I guess you just saw it in your head, and like you, you, you don't, you never, read, you never saw that before. You just came up. Well, with that? no, I know that when I do something good for another person, that my thoughts improve. Yeah, and then your, your, your behaviors, and then your behaviors improve. improve, and exactly. then your, and then your emotions improve. It's it's very hard to just say like cheer up. You know that that is not going to be a, a useful thing mm-hmm. to say to somebody. Emo- uh, like uh, emotions are not just going to change on their own, but like behaviors, you can like actively change, and then that does change your thoughts. Um, some people think it's easiest to change thoughts though first, and not um, not behaviors. I personally don't think it's easier to change my thoughts. I don't know. Behaviors works way better for me. Yeah, I, I have to change my behaviors, first. and I, I do. For I do believe that God is coming, um, but God is coming when we weren't God coming. So sitting around doing drugs all day is probably not when he's probably not when he's coming (laughs) there's so much work to do before god is coming for us well it's interesting that we're talking about this well it is uh kind of a holy week for a number of different religions Mm -hmm. yeah i i think ramadan might have just ended but it's you know we just had good friday it's easter tomorrow and then we have passover still going on is that all of the religions we've covered? Is that, there's, there's a lot more religions. I mean, there's a lot more religions, but but those are the th- three of the major religions, and that's yeah that are currently celebrating major holidays. Major holidays, yeah. yeah. Uh, I boiled some eggs today. <laughs> I'm gonna make some. Are you gonna make some Easter eggs? I'll make some. I'm gonna Ooh. make some deviled eggs for mom tomorrow. Oh, nice! Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Uh, I thought and, you were gonna paint some Easter eggs. And that's what I want to do. Yeah, I want well, to do that there, too. I do. I actually, there is a vibrating egg that I've hidden somewhere on my person. Can you guess where it is? Stop. <laughs> Because one time I did have to go, one time I did have to go in with a glove and go into somebody's <laughs> asshole with my whole hand because they got a vibrating fucking basically egg stuck up their ass and I had to go in with my whole hand and it took like me like an hour to get it out because it was really like, jammed up there like in like sideways and um, you, you had, know. You had to like give birth to this. 
No, it was not my, ass, it. not my ass. Not my ass. No, 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 no. Sorry, I meant help <laughs> them give birth to it. I, I, yeah, I had to like grab, go up there, and I had to like maneuver it down up. And he was like, "I don't want to go to the hospital like this. I don't want to go to the hospital like this. Get it out, get it out." And like, I eventually got it out, but it was like for some reason, like I, it would like I'd get it almost out, and then it would like, vibrate out of my hand, and I was like, fuck. Thing. Um, and like, I wasn't like, yeah, I put a glove on because I was like, uh, I'm going like really deep up. It's actually a story you've told before, but I told that on the air. Yeah, but <laughs> but, but you, I wasn't going to stop you, from, you telling stop it again. from telling it again because it's like, such a good story. We're going to get extra detail, I'll bet. <laughs> no, he was yeah. crying. He was crying. Like it, it started, the, the vibration started to make, be painful. Let's uh, mm. let's make this a learning point. If you're going to put something in your butt, have an extraction. It's got to have a. It's, it's got to have, have something a, to pull out. Flange. Yeah. And mm. it's got to have something that's connected to it solidly that you can. You got to be if you if if you have an enter strategy, have an exit, exit strategy, strategy. Yeah, that will work. There are toys specifically made for your butt, so you, you know go with those toys. Like, there's a lot of toys out there nowadays. You don't need to be like, oh, this is really. I use this on my girlfriend's pussy, but I'm going to put it up my ass. Like, don't do that. <laughs> Just because you can put it in your ass doesn't mean you should. <laughs> <laughs> it's like little kids, you know, they put things up their nose, and like, that's just like. Uh... I've never had to go up a kid's nose yet. Not yet. I not shouldn't, yet. I, no, I shouldn't say that because now I'm going to have to have that situation happen to me. Luckily, I'm with eighth graders. So they're not going to put a Lego up their nose. How's right? teaching going? Well, it's going well, but like one kid said, is, 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 isn't Manhattan in Brooklyn? <laughs> which is a very like Brooklyn centric like view of the world, which I like, but like we were a little bit, me and the other teacher were a little bit upset. And then they also asked, like, they didn't know who Hitler was. So that was upsetting too. But I mean. <laughs> and then you, you have to be the one to break the news about Hitler. Yeah. And I, so then wow. I was like, I was like sleeping in the back of the classroom when this happened because it wasn't my class. And I was like, oh, should I like say something? And I was like, no, I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> this is, I was just like, today's not the day for me to teach this. Then, but um, it's going well. The kids starting to like, respect me you know like it's i mean i still don't know science i'm not going to learn science but i am going to teach them a lesson when we get back about like a work cited page because they had to write their first like research paper and they didn't understand the work cited page at all so um you know i'm going to come put together a lesson over break like are <clears throat> are these kids are, are you teaching kids like uh, mla or ap format i'm going to teach them mla okay yeah that's what they were that's what the school requested them to do um gotcha. i i think i don't know which one i forget which one the colleges use like i high schoolers pretty universally use the mla but it depends it depends on the discipline like i went to school for psych we had to use apa but it yeah. depends on the discipline for i don't know who makes up these both. rules i don't know who makes them up for teaching what? you use both because you, the sci- this yeah the science classes you use apa right what isn't, a- isn't APA the uh, one from the Associated Press? I don't know. I, I really think... don't know where these rules come from. I'm always like, why? Why do I have to do this? Who said so? Like, I get I think... the not copying part. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just plagiarism. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, but the school's at least trusting me to teach that lesson because in, beforehand they were, they, they're starting to realize they were like, you went to NYU? I went to NYU, the administrator. He was like, he, he started, he was like, looked at me like, I am not using you properly. Didn't, didn't you teach them about vapes? 
Oh, I did teach them about the dangers of vapes because we were studying cancer and um, I taught, taught, taught them about popcorn lung and what's going on with like how we don't know the, the dangers of vapes yet because like it's going to take years of like this is a new like a new thing and it's going to take years to realize what types of cancers this causes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, you know a lot about this. Do you vape? And I was like, um, I, I don't feel comfortable talking about this <laughs> with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the latest, which we cannot rely on because it's still not been here long enough. The latest is that vaping is considered safer than smoking. Safer, but we don't know that. But we don't know that for sure. For me, is- it's causing me less like um, vomiting because I'm having a, like a streak of vomiting lately. So I'm switched to vaping completely. Like I'm not smoking, but um, that's just my, my individual like experience with it. And every, you, we do not know the long-term effects of vaping. That's right. We do not know. And mm. you know what happened with the, those weed vapes that gave, you know, that I think the weed vapes were the ones to give them the popcorn. Line. I didn't really want to give them that information out. Cause I didn't really want to talk about weed in the classroom, but that's one of the problems that we have with folks like the anti-vaxxers that they say, well, you can't really follow science because science keeps changing its mind. It's not that science changes its mind. It's, a, it's, it's updates. A, it's a, it's it, takes, updates. Yeah. it takes time it takes, to make, to study things. Yeah, it's it takes 20 years. And, like, error. And, mm-hmm. and yes, absolutely. When AZT came out as a drug to treat people with AIDS, and yes, Dr. Fauci was behind that at the time. It turned out to be absolutely devastating. That's not his fault. That's part of trial. It's not error. his fault. No, it's not his fault. And but we can't live without vaccines. You know, I we can't live without vaccines. People were treating Fauci like he was like the Messiah. Oh, that, the Messiah. That was like terrifying. That was scary. That was yeah. scary. The level, the level of reverence They'd for be like, this well, person. Well, Doctor Fauci, Doctor Fauci said, and I'd be like, I don't fucking care what Doctor Fauci said. I was like, uh, this level, this level of worship and like, what is made scary? him the doctor? Like, what? Like, there's so many doctors. Like, what made him the doctor? We have to all listen to the government. Oh yeah, he was, ele- <laughs> he was elected. True, he was elected. But is that an appointed or an elected? I don't know position? if it's appointed or elected. I, I believe it's I an believe appointed. I believe it's appointed. Yeah, I believe it's an appointed position. Okay, but one in which he had shown tremendous aptitude. Yeah, absolutely, and made. I wouldn't say mistake. Oh, who made? But, who? Sorry, finish. But there. Well, I've already said it. There's there there's trial and error, and error. Some people will say mistakes, and then they'll say, "Well, all of these people, their 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 death was rushed along because of AZT, and we have Fauci to blame for this." That's uh, that's unfair. That's unfair. That's totally unfair. But who made Cuomo God during that, the that during me. the pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> So we were like having knock, knock down dra- drago fights about this. I also used to call him Daddy Cuomo too, like because I was listening to him too. Like I was finding some comfort in the beginning of the pandemic, but then at one point I cracked and I was like, I'm not listening to this man anymore. And then we, you and I, had a lot of conflict on the air over that. If you yes, remember, yeah, I do. It was fun. It was. I fun. think you. I think you touched on an important thing: comfort. Like yeah. during the pandemic, like we we needed we needed. Like we we yeah. started seeking comfort in fireside chats. Yep, fireside chats and like people who seemed like they were like competent enough to like be able to lead us through something that we were absolutely unsure about, and so that's why that's why like uh, uh, Cuomo ended up ascending to God status until he fucked that up. <laughs> 
and tons of fucking food I usually wouldn't eat. <laughs> uh, my pandemic poundage was about, I put, put on about 20. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was at... Uh, You're also just getting older. No, I was at 169. Now I'm at 152. That's not about getting older. That's but about it's been like, like five years since the pandemic started. No, it Three. hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it feels that way. Go and you write three, three years. Three it was funny, years. actually. Actually, like, actually lost weight during the pandemic. Really? Yeah. Can't figure out why. But funny enough, after after the pandemic was over, that's when I started gaining weight. Go figure. <laughs> that's that's when I started gaining weight too. I was I I lost weight too. I was in the hospital, in and out of the hospital for anorexia, um, and like they were putting me on bed rest and shit. And then, but then I finally recovered. And there are some interesting things about this pandemic ending, which one of them is about is like nobody's got any EBT money. Oh. No, yeah. they're taking it away now. They're taking it away. They're like, I guess y'all aren't hungry. No, like it doesn't make sense. And like, like even for people well, who are, I know who are disabled, thing? like you know, like and it's just very bad. They're not fully taking it away. They're they're lowering the amount by like folks a lot. Yeah. Uh, mine might have been fully taken away because I think you know everyone figured out I have a job. The fucking government figured it out. My my doctor's office figured it out. They're all asking how much I'm making, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm an independent contractor. EBT, for those folks that don't know, is uh, basically food stamps that's done on a card. It's electronic benefits, something or another. And during the pandemic, there were the, the amount that was given was enough to uh, feed a person in a healthy way. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people were getting. And now it's like people to, are just going to eat chips and again because that's what they now, were eating when, like, pe- that's what people were doing before on food stamps. People were always like, people on food stamps don't spend it on healthy money. And I'm like, if you don't give them enough money to feed themselves, they're going to buy the cheapest option. Exactly. Right. Totally. Exactly. Like, if you don't give them money for fruits and vegetables are expensive. Like, so, like, if, like, you know, you don't have six dollars for a bag of clementines, you know. So you're just also gonna- like you're out of the house. People have to do shit. Like they're not picking up like a, you know, a handful of asparagus. Like you have to <laughs> have something that you can actually eat while you're moving around in the world. And, and if you like anything that the, the restaurant made, you can't actually pick up. No, like so on EBT. If to if you don't know, like to be clear, it's like only on packaged foods. Yeah, so, you can't get a sandwich or a salad or nothing like that. So you can't get a salad. So that's why people are you know you still need to go to the deli. So you're getting a bag of chips. Yeah. So we would like to remind folks uh, resources that you might have turned to in the past that you might have uh, forgotten about. There are still food pantries out there. Mm-hmm. There are still resources for people who uh, and and many of them are no questions asked. Um, you don't have to feel like you gotta, you know, show up in your crappiest clothes <laughs> <laughs> to look needy. You know, go in, have your head held high. You know, don't don't be ashamed. Uh, we all should have access to healthy, nutritious foods. And if you find yourself, uh, you know, lacking because of this drop in EBT, remember there are other resources out there. Calvin had something to say. If you live in or near Bed-Stuy, Black Veterans for Social Justice does a pantry every Wednesday, every Wednesday afternoon. So that's at 665 Willoughby Avenue in, in, uh, in Bed-Stuy. So that's awesome. a, a every, every, every Wednesday, I believe it is. 
And they, that's something they very much take pride in, being able to uh, help the community in that way. That and they do, nice. and they do it every week. Wow. Yeah, like it, a lot of things. Like if it doesn't help when you do something just for the holidays, or just you know. And sometimes people will do like help help the needy during the holidays. That's not helpful. Like people need to eat every week. Mm-hmm. I have I have one more good resource. It's called the the Meatloaf Kitchen. They've been serving. Um, they serve meatloaf um, with also like vegetables and sides and all sorts of good stuff for lunch since the eighties. Um, and that's at 137 East 2nd Street in the city between 1st and Avenue A. The food is so good, and they will treat you like you are a human being and you're part of the family. Go eat some delicious meatloaf. Also, if you're homebound and you have uh, it, certain problems, I don't know exactly what meals qualifies for you for this. There's Meals for Wheels, and there's an organization that my mother actually volunteered for for many years and that is god's love we deliver oh that's in new york yeah. city yeah if you're in new york city god's love we deliver oh um, my god i used to volunteer there but then i spread covid i didn't know that was oh no. before there were vaccines or anything and they had to like email everyone who volunteers at god's love we deliver like this so girl then, came so and had never, covid so then you never went back <laughs> no i mean i'm embarrassed i, I gave made everyone sick did they tell your name in the email no no they just said <laughs> one one of our volunteers <laughs> Oh my god, it was so bad. Because when you do that at work, everybody knows who you, who did it. They'll be like, everyone right. wants to tell the name and stuff, and they'll be like, so and so. And you're not, you can't just quit because you're not volunteering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, before before I forget, uh, the location of um, RFB's eighth anniversary. It's a place called Sleepwalk. It's on two fifty one Bushwick Avenue. So it's like. Right, like not far from here. Cool. And that is May thirteenth. At what time? Uh, oh, seven o'clock. Producers, listeners, anyone interested? Seven p.m. <laughs> from seven to eleven. Uh, we're also looking for volunteers. Anyone that can come help set up. Anyone can that can help uh, break down. Uh, if you are someone of of talent uh, that wish to show your talent, uh, you can submit. Uh, to somewhere on our <laughs> <laughs> good, good luck finding it. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, just, just reach out to Lisa. Oh, yeah. Reach out to Lisa. Uh, she has a show, Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. Um, Which I've be been on twice. Her. Yeah. How, how was it? It, it, was, it was actually a very good experience. I think she's Thank one you. of our better. Uh, she's, 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 she's a great part of this community. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Lisa's awesome. She has hosted in her loft uh, a party or two, mm-hmm. not far from those, here. Those parties are actually a lot of fun. They are, but we have to leave them pretty soon because Francis and Rachel get social anxiety. That's what we did gotcha. the last time. Yeah. I made it like four minutes. I was very proud of you. <laughs> I looked around and stuff. I said hello to people. I had a chip or two. Thank God we left that time though, because I didn't notice. Then you also drunk. throw up. No, I didn't throw up there. Like that's, no, when that's we laugh, when we laugh. So I, we get home and I throw up like a ton. Like and like <laughs> I I didn't notice I was drunk, but must have been. Bless you. Bless you. I'm just so glad I didn't throw up in front of all the adults. Uh, we only have four minutes left, so I'm oh, going to wow. turn towards my notes again. Have I been good about laying back? You've been good about laying back. I took your 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 feedback well. You did. 
Okay, we did want to mention that uh, Calvin is doing a uh, a Twitch thing. Yes, uh, I am. Uh, Calvin's uh, anime Twitch live stream. So me and a, another Twitch DJ who goes by uh, Corvus uh, Corvus Malum, we we are both uh, huge anime nerds, and so while we were chatting during a, another DJ stream, we we just started talking about anime and we were like i'd love to do a stream that's all anime music and he was like you want to do one together i was like yes i do <laughs> so we like uh, the music that they play in the background of, of anime uh anime themes diff uh different um like different music from uh anime soundtracks cool. yeah yeah that sounds awesome that's awesome so uh corvus is gonna do a 90 minute set starting at 3 30 and at five o'clock, I'm uh, I'm gonna take over and do a ninety minute set. Nice. And you should you should definitely uh, check out my stream and see. Uh, well, check out both of our streams to see like what ridiculous shit we're gonna wear during it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do I get a hint? Nope. Oh no. man, I have to tune in. Okay. All right, Calvin. Got to tune in to find out. Yeah. There's also some kind of a parade and art show May seventh. Um. Oh yeah, that we from it starts at ten a.m. Right? Yeah, I think so. From ten to three in Washington Square Park, there's going to be a drama therapy and educational theater um, parade, and it's going to be a lot of just different organizations that have utilized drama therapists, uh, like and ed theater people from NYU, um, and you know that's a lot of just very communities, and they're going to do you a know bit, masks, there's even a puppetry. Big tiger. Rachel made a big tiger. Ooh. Oh, awesome! Yeah, you should come. That it would be fun. Certainly, certainly something to look forward to. I would, I will definitely check that out. And uh, we do need to do this, but we don't have to. But uh, Calvin has it memorized. We only have two minutes left, and it's important. It is. Radio Free Brooklyn is a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely on the contributions of listeners like you to keep us going. If you'd like to support Radio Free Brooklyn, you can make a one-time donation or a monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn anytime you're not in front of your computer, you can make you can uh, check out the Radio Free Brooklyn mobile app available at the Google Play Store for Android and at the Apple App Store for iOS. And finally, make sure you check out our monthly newsletter where we give you the latest in new programming, upcoming RFB events, and more. Check out RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter to sign up. Next week, we're going to be here as a pre-recorded show. Uh, we're, we're, we're going out of town. We're going to have a great time. The upstate weather on Friday is supposed to be in the 80s. Oh, nice. And we're going to, so we will have a new show for you next week. It, uh, it will be a pre-record. And I'm going to just give you a little bit of this. You know, for our last 30 seconds while we wind things up, it's an eight-minute song that I was requested to play, but we're only going to get only gonna get a little bit of it. It's, it's not eight minutes, is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Seven minutes, 22 seconds. Wolf Larson, if I'd be wrong. And uh, thank you, Calvin, so much. I know you've had a long day and you got a long night. Where are you DJing? What's the address? Oh, 35 Ingram Street, Bushwick Ice House. Thank you, Rachel. Love you so much. See you when 